moment, enjoy the word of God. So let us give an EFC, pinakamalakas ng palakpak. God bless you. Welcome, Dr. Ed Del. Thank you, Paul. Thanks. Paul, I really appreciate you. Wait, wait, hold on just a second. And now I've spoken here before, right? And so uh, I'm, I'm not a stranger anymore, okay? And uh, especially the Philippines, I don't know how many times I've been here, 25, 30, who knows. But I really like this guy. See this guy right here, Paul? Pastor Paul. Everybody say Pastor Paul. All right. Okay. Uh, you know what? God made this guy on the eighth day. <laughs> okay. Could you translate that for him? God made you on the eighth day. Okay. He, he, he had to rest and then he made Paul. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Paul, thanks for having me and I appreciate it immensely. And I still want to do your national conference one of these days. Remember we talked about that and uh, so forth. So I, I have to stay up here. It's pretty bright up here. So are you out there? Yeah. Let's all stand up for a moment, okay? I'll just get right here and, and all that. I like to, I, see my job is to communicate. Everybody say communicate. communicate. I don't preach, reach, screech, or beseech. <laughs> I communicate. And so what I'm, I'm here to connect the message with the audience. Now, I'm getting old in my old age. I mean, I'm, I'm getting old in my young age, or I'm young, old, okay? But uh, one thing that I've, the, the pastors keep telling me is you are our millennials' favorite speaker. Uh, Generation Zs, they love you. You know, Generation what you're so old, I can't, they don't listen to me, but they'll listen to you. And so what I want to do is, for young and old today, this is a word for everybody. So are you ready? Amen. Turn to the person next to you, you know how this goes, and say, neighbor. Come on, look at him right in the eyes and say, neighbor. Say it out loud. Say, neighbor. neighbor. We did this one yesterday. Say, neighbor. neighbor. You may not know it. Come on, say it. You may not know it, but you are standing by the next millionaire. Somebody take that. You know, I like that one. Oh, I like that one. Wow. So I just want to get you going here a little bit with this and get engaged, let you get used to my American accent. Okay. Now say neighbor. Neighbor, God loves you, but I'm his favorite. Oh, I like that. What do you think of that? Now, and you know, they have all of those different, uh, I was saying this yesterday to the group, they have all of those in the, those ites in the Bible, the Levites and the Gergeshites and the Hittites and the termites and mosquito bites and all those guys. They have all those guys in the Bible. But you know what tribe I'm from? I'm from the tribe of favorite. Yeah. Ever turn to the person next to you say, say, neighbor. 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 I'm one of God's favorite children. All right. I like that. So a neighbor. <laughs> I, I just like all of these neighbors, okay, or whatever. Um, if you don't listen to this message this morning, tell them, tell them, if you don't listen to this message this morning, I'm going to punch you in the nose, okay, in Jesus' name, okay? In Jesus' name. There you go. All right, now one more. I, Pastor Paul, come on. You know, you know what we taught him yesterday. I don't know if you saw this. Come on, come on up here, all right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you, you know, everybody go like this, your neighbor. Just give them a bump. Go, boom. Okay, go. Just do it like that. Come on, everybody. One, two, three. Boom, all right. But now I, I want to, I want to Paulize it. Okay, I want to explode it a little bit. Now, this time we're going to bump, but then we're going to explode, okay? So every hit one, two, three. Bump. Boom. All right, now do it again. Come on, a little harder. Everybody, come on. One, two, three. Boom. Ah. 
I like that Filipino explosion. I like that. I like that. Come on. One, two, three. I'm telling you, Filipinos are the happiest people in the world. Thanks, Paul. You may be seated. All right. Uh, I was going to speak a different message this morning or today to you. But this morning, the Lord woke me up and said, I want you to do this message. I thought, that's interesting. God changed direction. So there must be something special going to happen today. Amen. That's what I learned. And what I like, this, the learning how to trust. You know, trust is the number one issue in the world. Think of it. Nobody trusts anybody. I mean, prepared. And you know what I learned? For years, eight years, I was a singles pastor. Uh, Paul, I was in a, um, a big church of 3,000 people, and I was the singles pastor. I had 550 singles in my singles department. 550. I mean, that's a lot of singles. It was a church within a church. And I was a single singles pastor. And I, like that, I told Lord, I said, wow, God, 550 singles in here. Lord, all I need is one. <laughs> and that's where I met my wife, Becky. And this May 21st, we'll be married 40 years. So that's interesting. So I was a singles pastor. But what I learned about singles in those times, and when we first started that, that was, there was about 300 people there. And then in the year, we grew it up of 250 more to 550 singles. And then I was asked by another church to come and plan a singles ministry in their church. We started out with 16 people. And in a few years, we had 275 there on Wednesday nights. So, what, but one thing I learned about single people is that, you know, many of them had come in, they were divorced. They'd had a husband who traded them in on a new model. Are you with me? They had a, a, a father who abused them. They had a, a, a church pastor that abused them. They had, they had so many issues in their lives, and they would come in. And they were trust impaired. I mean, that's all I can say. Now, Paul, honestly, I could, I would do series on the Philippians. I'd do series on Ruth and Esther, on all these different short books and everything. And I'd try and get the word of God into them. And what I found out with trust impaired people is they couldn't learn anything. They couldn't get the word of God until they learn how to trust all over again. Amen. They trusted once, but they had a trust violation. They had a September 11th in their life where the two towers came down of their lives. And ever since then, they are trust impaired. And they said like that song, I'll never fall in love again. What do you get when you fall in love? You get enough germs to catch pneumonia. <laughs> then when you do, he'll never phone you. Oh. You know what that is? That's a vow. And that vow produces things like all men are, all women are, all pastors are, all businessmen are, all politicians are, all black people are, all Filipinos are, all Americans. And to start, we, we make a vow and we say, I'll never do that again. Because your towers have come down. You know what it's like? It's like a, a sea urchin. Now, a sea urchin, there's these little flowers in there. You see them in the ocean, and they're all open. And, but if you come along and you push them right there, am I communicating? Let me get up here where I'm in the light. It's a sea urchin, and it's open, and it's if you push them right there, what does that sea urchin do? It goes, 
It closes up. And, and, and nobody's going to get in. The problem is, is when you close up, you keep others out. But the problem is you keep yourself in. And you're locked up and you're like that old song, I am a rock, I'm an island, I touch no one and no one touches me. And so in the singles part, we get these people and they're coming in with all of these trust issues and trust violations and all that. And that's why they, in, in a sense, it, until we could get them to begin to open up again, they got nowhere. Many of them had been living their lives like this for years. And that, that, that strategy to protect yourself and now become a habit. And that person is locked up. And so here I come. I'm the happy pastor. I'm like a Filipino. I'm a Filipino pastor. I'm a happy person. I'm seeing life on the, you know, and I've had lots of things happen to me. But the key is, I, and I wrote a book on it, learning how, now get this, guys. You're this, here this morning. If you're trust impaired, I, 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 I want you to know this. You're not sick. You're stuck. And we're here this morning to, well, God's here this morning to unstick you. Uh, all these people like this, and and slowly, what I wrote a book on it, and over forty thousand, I think, in copies of it or whatever, Destiny Image book, and what it does is this book helps you to move from here to here, trust impaired to trust repaired to trust prepared. And learning how to trust wisely, I call it intelligent trust. All right? And the amazing thing is, guys, you were born with trust in you. You had to trust your mother to feed, to take a breath. God put, in fact, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3, 2, such trust we have in us. I'll show you that verse in a minute. So we have trust. The problem is our trust is locked up because of many different reasons. In fact, John Trent, Gary Smalley, John Trent, some of the greatest uh, Christian writers in the area of psychology and so forth have, have uh, endorsed my book. And, but here's what one of them said. For many people, the idea of trust is a mirage. Uh, someone who will... Uh, walk out on them. Somebody walked out on them. A parent abused them. A business partner uh, 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 bankrupted them. Uh, a politician or pastor who lied to them. So they're trust impaired. But trust is essential. It's a prerequisite for relationships. The trust is the currency of all relationships. There has to be trust. You have to be able to trust Paul to your pastor to a degree in order for uh, you to be an open channel for the word of God. Is that right? And trust, you have to be able to have trust. And here's what I found is that in the singles area where we had two people and men, sometimes the Guys were looking to get married, and the girls were getting to look married. And you had two people like this who were trust impaired. I'm trying to get a get a, a, a microphone stand or somewhere I can talk here. But uh, come here, sir. Can I have you come up for just a second? Come on up, real quick, because I, I want you to see this. Just hold the mic up here. So here we have two people, and both of them have had September 11th in their life. And both of them are like this. This one, I'll never fall in love. And this one's, I'll never fall in love. And this one's, I'm hurt and I'm hurt. And you know what? If you don't heal from what hurts you, you're going to bleed all over people who didn't cut you. Let me say it again. If you don't heal from what hurts you, you're going to bleed all over people who didn't cut you. 
And so here we had these two people and they're like this, and then they'd go out on a date. They try and have a relationship. How do you think that's gonna work if they're both closed? Are they going to, are they gonna be protected? Are they, they're gonna see the worst in everything. And so they're trying to have this type of relationship and then some of them would even run off and get married and then six months later they're divorced again and now we have double trouble. Okay? So, and then we'd have relationships like this. One person is open and they're just, just cruising along. The other one's hurt and they would try and have a relationship and it would be like this. It's be like the one's open, but the other's closed and there's no way the two can become one in that type of situation. And so they live their lives not trusting everybody, doubting everybody. There we go, thank you so much. And if you guys could find me like a cord, just like a rope type of thing or a, something like that. Yeah, just a rope or a cord or something like that. I just want to do an illustration with that. I forgot to ask for it. And uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be long. It can be four feet, you know, a meter, two meters, something like that. Guitar cord is perfect. And, uh, but thank you, bro. I appreciate that. I'm going to call him Paul. Okay, there we go. Thank you so much. But you see this, guys? This is a real problem. And the problem is you were created to trust. The Bible says trust in the Lord and lean not on your own or misunderstanding. Not your own understanding or misunderstandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will guide your path. So you were created to trust in God, but what we humans do is we put our trust in someone or something else. We put our trust in our bank account. Rejoice in my bank account always and again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in my husband always and again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in my girlfriend always and again. Rejoice in my new house always and again, I say what? No, rejoice in the what? Lord always and again, I say. See, you were created to trust. If you are trust impaired and you're like this, like this hurt, you know what the devil, that's where the devil wants to get you to. He wants you to get to, he wants to bring in a violation into your life and have you close up like this because it's going to be impossible for you to all over people who didn't cut you. So let's take a look at some of these things. Do I have your attention today? Uh, can anybody relate to this today? Raise your hand. It's okay. I hope, I hope everybody raised their hand. You know... I want to give you, you know, we, we always say with people, you'll never get the same answer on anything. You'll never get the same answer. Look at all these people. You know, listen, listen I'm going to give you a sentence. And this is, this is a sentence that everybody in the world is going to answer yes to. Everybody in the world is going to answer yes to this question. And the question is, has someone hurt you yes. has something hurt you everybody in the world is going to answer yes now let me ask you a second question usually true after someone has hurt you have you ever done something to yourself that has hurt you yes usually what that leads to after somebody else has hurt you, then you start to hurt you. You start to get a low self-image. You start to lose your identity. You start looking for another identity. And all of a sudden, the boy wants to become a girl, and the girl wants to become a boy, and this wants to become a that, and that becomes... And what it you're hurting yourself. You know why you're hurting self? Because somebody or something probably hurts you in the beginning, and now you're medicating from that hurt, and you're stuck. Born to win, conditioned to lose. Filipinos, born to win, 
condition to lose. So many people. And I'm telling you, I want to dance with God. How about you? I want God, you and I, dance. I love it. God, you and I, dance. My wife, Becky, and I, we took dancing lessons. She's, I, I, I'm a terrible dancer. I was always playing the guitar. I started playing guitar when I was like 13 years old. We had a band in Phoenix, and we opened up for loving all these bands and everything. We were one of the big bands in Phoenix. And, and then I got saved and just took my guitar right into Christianity and was in all those Christian bands and all that. So I was always up on stage playing and singing. Uh, but my, I married the dancing queen. I mean, Abba wrote a song about her. I mean, that gal can dance. And so I'm, I've never learned how to dance because I was always playing the guitar. And, and so we took dance lessons. Oh, this was big, big deal to Becky, to Rebecca, my, my wife. And what I've learned about her, she was kind of, she was kind of telling me how to do it because she was a ballroom dancer because her dad was so good at that. So her dad taught her how to dance. And she was telling me, you know, Ed, well, you know, if you want me to go backwards, just, just you, you guide me with your hand. If you go this way, I'll go that way. If, if you go this way, but you got to let me know in advance where you're going. So, so it's so great. I mean, I mean, with the, Becky, I'm getting these dance lessons and I'm starting to learn how to lead her. And I found that, man, she's so good. If I just push her this way, she just kind of goes that way. And she, she's, it's her job as the, the girl in this thing to kind of follow the leader. And I get to be the leader, but it's nice that I know what I'm doing now when I'm the leader. <laughs> so we're dancing like this. I, and I just love it. I, I mean... Man, if I go like that, she goes like that. You know, when we are dancing, it's the only time my wife is truly manageable. <laughs> my wife's a crazy woman. Okay, so it's the only time she's manageable is when, what? We're dancing. And you know what? It's the same thing with God. When we read the word, we get guidance, so we trust God. And lean not on our own understanding and let God heal those hurts. Guess what? God can steer us this way and he can steer us this way. And one thing that Becky said was amazing. She said, Ed, if we're dancing and you step on my feet, it's not your fault. She said, it's my fault because I wasn't following you. And so it's her job to make sure that she follows me so she won't get her feet stuck. You know, sometimes we think God steps on our feet when we're dancing with him. But I have news for you. It's not God's fault. You weren't following. Hello? So God, you and I dance. Everybody say it with me. God, you and I dance. But to get on the dance floor, you have to be able to trust in the Lord that when he goes like that, you can follow him. Amen. That when he pulls this way, you can follow him. That when he wants to twirl you, you can go one. You got to be able to trust him. You know what happens? If I'm not trustworthy to lead Becky, she starts leading. See, guys. So let's take a look at this. Trust repaired, trust, trust impaired, trust repaired, trust repaired. Next image, please. Here we go. Now look at this. I like this. I like this. This is a boy going down on a roller coaster, and they're going down straight down, and, and this is God. I have a plan for your life. This is what it feels like. See that girl? That's the Holy Spirit. See the kid? That's you. Sometimes God's how do you say it? The way he works with us is scary, but it's okay. He's got it under, under control. You can trust him, all right? And so that may feel like that, but it doesn't mean that you don't trust him, okay? Next one. Here we go. I like some of these. Uh, people aren't sick. They're stuck. If you think you've go, got blown God's plan for your life, here's a newsflash from God. You're not that powerful. So if you think, man, God could never trust me or God could never use me or I've blown it or I'm too dirty or I'm too this or my background is that, 
all that stuff. God has news for you. You haven't blown his, his plan for your life. You're not that powerful. So there's always a second chance with God and 70. All you got to do is finish strong, not wrong. That's what I want you to do. Look at this. If you don't heal from what hurts you, you're going to bleed all over people who didn't cut you. We weren't delivered from, we were delivered to. Oh, everybody, I've, people, all these people, oh, I've been delivered from demons. I've been, no, no, you weren't delivered from demons. You were delivered to your purpose, call, vision, and destiny. You were freed up so you could get that done. God today wants to free us up so that we can trust in the Lord, get over that hurt, get over that hill, and so that we can go in and fulfill our purpose, call, vision, and destiny and have life. Amen. Next one, please. Well, so we were delivered to our purpose, call, vision, and destiny. Now, look at this. We are not human beings going through a temporary spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings going through a temporary human experience. Does that make sense? Everybody go, aha. Come on, come on. One, two, three. Aha. Do it again. One, two, three. Aha. Turn the person next to you, hit them on the head, and go, aha. Look at this, and here's the verse, guys. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health, just as your what? You will only prosper, you will only prosper uh, financially, you'll only prosper in all ways to the extent that your soul's prospering. And if you're like this, if you're like this, your soul is not prospering. You know when your soul is prospering? When you're like this. Because you can trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Oh, aha. Come on. How many here would like prosperity, soul prosperity? Raise your hand, okay? Now, you see, until you have that, you're going to be impaired. Next one, please. Wow. Wow. Our lives will rise to the level of that in which we place our trust. That's why you were meant to trust in God. See, look at this. Making commitments generates hope, but keeping commitments generates trust. So God likes to keep his commitment. Trust is like an eraser. It gets smaller and smaller after every negative shaping event you close tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter just like an eraser just keeping it smaller 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 next one please webster's it's a firm belief or confidence in the honesty what is trust it's a firm belief or confidence in the honesty integrity reliability or justice of another person or thing it's a faith a reliance it's a confident expectation anticipation or hope you see faith is the evidence of things hoped for if you have no hope you can't have faith if you don't have any faith you aren't going to be able to please god and you're not going to be able to get any direction so i want to give you hope today wherever you are in here listen i want you to know ah, there's hope Wow. As a man, as a man with God, a husband and a wife, a president with a nation, a pastor with a congregation, a customer with a business, all relationships of any kind, trust is the rope that connects one to another. Now, what did I do with that cord? Here's that cord. Brother, okay, I'm going to give my brother my helpful... My helpful guy here again. All right. Now look at this. We'll just kind of do it this way here. But look at this. So trust, the thing with trust, guys, it's the object that you place your trust in, which is the issue. So if you rejoice in money, if that's your God, 
If you're putting your trust in your money or your bank account, rejoice in my bank account always, then you're only going to trust as high to the level of that which your bank account is. And then when a depression comes along, then when a recession comes along, a disease comes along, and you have to pay all your savings that you worked 10 years for, then guess what? If your, if your uh, trust is attached to that, if that's the object of your trust, then and it goes low, then guess what? You're going to go low. If you, if you rejoice in a president that's going to change our country, guess what? You're going to be sadly disappointed. If you're going to put your trust in politics, I'm telling you what, you'll be going up and down like the waves. And God says, I don't want you to trust and think in these things. I want you to trust in what? Me, because I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I'm on a high level. If you trust in me, you'll live on a high level. If you trust in your hurt... You know, every time you, you, you have that strategy and say, I'm not going to trust anyone or love anyone again, or I've been hurt and you're in that thing, you know what you've done? You're worshiping it. It's an object of ardent worship. That hurt is. And you know what you're going to live? A low life. Born to win, conditioned to lose. So you'll only rise. Trust is the rope that connects all one, one to another. So and that's the thing with people. What we need to do is make sure we trust wisely. And my book talks about that. And I'll show you some verses here. Are you enjoying this today? Amen. Should be where you're living. Thank you, bro, again. Just keep that. Next, next image, please. I'm going to get going here. Now, so here you, who do you trust? What and who do you trust? Somebody, some people trust in their musical ability. Some people trust in worship. Some people trust in objects of gratification. Uh, who do you trust? Who and what don't you trust? My book answers all these questions. And what are the reasons? In compartmentalized trust, do you realize that there's people out there, and you, young women, please, who aren't married, please listen to me on this. And young men who aren't married, please listen to me on this. Um, please, 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 you realize not but some people can be very trustworthy in one area and not very trustworthy in another area. There's some guys that are very trustworthy in making a living, but they're not very trusting in staying married to the same woman for a long time. Hello? And so they can be, and that's the scary thing. That's why you need to really get to know someone so that are they consistent in the areas that matter for a good marriage, for a good business partner. So many business partners, we get partners and we think they're really good. And you know what? Six months later, you know what we say? This isn't the guy I first met. This isn't the guy I dated. He's changed. This isn't the, hello, this isn't the church that I, I go into, it's changed. Well, no, 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 no. So what I want you to understand is get to know them, compartmentalize trust, trusting wisely. While being reviled, he did not revile and return while suffering. He uttered no threats, but he kept entrusting himself. Everybody say entrusting himself. This is, this is Jesus. He entrusted himself to God. I mean, God took him to the Garden of Gethsemane. He was, he was led there by God. God took him into the wilderness by God. And in the wilderness, he had to trust in God that he was going to get through that mess. All he had to do is listen, know the word, hear the word, do the word, and it got him through that situation. He came in the Holy Spirit to into the garden. He went out in the power of the Holy Spirit after he trusted God. Hello? Wow. Next one, please. Be careful who you trust. Salt and sugar look the same. Everybody go, aha. And here you go. Next one, please. All right. I like that. 
Now, trust or consequences, and then I'll finish up here. The object of our trust, trust is the key. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves so that we should not trust in our... God says, don't trust in yourself. Why? To have trusted, your, to be disappointed in yourself is to have trusted in yourself. Many people get dis disappointed with themselves. You know what you're doing? Trusting yourself. You tied the rope to you. One hand is holding one end. The other hand is holding the other. Look at this. But God, but trust in God who raises the dead. We have trust in us. And we have such trust through Christ towards God. 2 Corinthians 3, 4. Paul, we have trust put into us by the Holy Spirit in our design as humans. And that trust was designed for one reason. To trust in the Lord and lean not under so we could get guidance next one please look at this now we can trust in God working in other people believe it or not there are some people out there who are good look at this and they rose early in the morning and went out of the wilderness of Tekoa and when they went out Jehoshaphat stood and said listen to me O Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem put your trust in the Lord your God and you will be established and then after you have your trust established in the Lord then he will give you guidance so that you can put your trust in his real prophets that are prophetic not pathetic all right? Isn't that powerful? Yeah. So you put your trust in God first, and then you can get guidance so that you can find. Because in your marriage, there has to be an element of trust. So there are people worth trusting. Next one, please. Now, trust in the Lord. This is you were created to. No other way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. That's called guidance is a result of trust. Next one, please. Now, here's what I want you to see, guys. Can I have your attention? Really good. You guys are doing really good. Are you happy? Yes. Am I making a point out there? Yes. All right. Now, watch this. Just, and this is for your soul prosperity, okay? This is so that your soul can prosper, so that you can prosper in all ways. The prerequisite to prospering is your soul prospering first, and then you get prosperity in other areas. Now watch this. So the devil knows we were created to trust in the Lord. So what does the devil do? So here's a person who has an intrinsic, intrinsic need to trust. God put that in him, the trust. So what does the devil do? It's persuaded by the liar that's the devil, to trust in anything but God. So the devil will let you have you put you trust in your bank account, trust, you know, what's, what, what, is, what is an idol? It's an object of ardent worship. So have you put trust in uh, uh, Taylor Swift? Put your trust in a movie star. Put your trust in your teacher. He'll have you, he'll let you put your trust in anything, that person that you thought was going to help you, guess what? And you didn't get to know him. You put your trust in him. <laughs> you know where that came from? Your flesh and the enemy. And the setup is he wants us to look at this. We're persuaded by the liar to trust in anything but God. And so then we trust in something or someone other than God. And guess what? You're eventually going to have a what? bad experience with that person the September 11th and then what happens then is your life is shattered and then the devil comes along and he tries persuades by the liar to lose trust in that person or thing so then we make vows like I'll never fall in love or I hate you for always or I'll never talk to you again or I'll never forgive you or we start making all those little vows and all those generalizations and stuff and then uh, uh, then, then we lose trust in all that, uh, all everything. We lose trust in what we put it in, and then the devil comes along and says, "I want you to only trust in yourself. I want you to become that rock or that island." And then, if you trust only in yourself, guess what? 
You can't have relationships. You don't have soul prosperity. You're going to have a meltdown. All right? And so we individualize, and then we're trusted. Look at this. So we try that one, and then the devil comes along and, and says, says uh, persuaded the liar to lose trust in all. Then you don't even trust in yourself. And then that person has lost all trust, especially trust in God. And now the devil's got you because you can't trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. Everybody go, aha. That's the revelation that I wrote the book on right there. So I'm, we aren't going to let the devil get away with this. I don't know about you. Listen, know your value. Know your value. I like to I always say, you know, uh, know your value, then add tax. Are you with me? When you know your value, you quit giving discounts. When you know your value, you will quit giving discounts and settling for another bad relationship which creates either more trust issues. And your soul's not prospering, so it stops you from prospering in all ways. So, wow, isn't that cool, Pastor? That, I mean, God gave this to me, and that's what I wrote the book on. I never write books by information. I only buy them by revelation, Amen. which creates transformation. So watch this. Here we go. Next one, please. So, guys, soul prosperity, the principle of dragon's eggs, small, tame things that turn into big. Well, you, you, you realize you, when you pick up, uh, when you trust in something else, it's like a, it's a dragon, but it's a baby dragon. And at first it's really cute. And you can use it as a hair dryer. It's really cute and this little dragon. What's the problem with little dragons? They turn into what? Wild beasts. And pretty soon you aren't controlling it. It's controlling you. Your hate is controlling you. Your fear is controlling you. Your isolation is controlling you. You've become the tail and not the head. You got the, you got the tail wagging the dog. Hello? So God made Lucifer. Look at this. I have this powerful statement here, Pastor. God made Lucifer, but a process made Satan. I mean, Lucifer, uh, he was perfect. He was the worship leader of heaven. But what happened is the worship leader wanted to become the pastor. Hello? And so what happened is the pastor kicked him out of the church. And he took a third of the congregation with him. Those are called demons. All right? So guess what? God made Lucifer, he was perfect, but a process moved Lucifer into Satan. You know what? People, when you don't trust, there's a process that people are, here's who they were designed to be, but they move from Lucifer to, hello? Not somebody they ever thought they would be in a negative way. Wow. So look at this. Do not meddle in the affairs of dragons, for you are crunchy and taste good with tomato sauce. All right. Yeah, with ketchup. All right. Next one, please. You guys call it ketchup here. Now, look at this. Here's the problem. You can't save the damsel if she loves her distress. A lot of people are like this, and they love it. They just love it. Born to win, conditioned to lose. Not operating even close to their full potential. And you know what? That hurts God. It hurts us. If you don't be you with God all over you, you know what that does? It affects us. We need you to be who you are. Somebody will always be prettier. Somebody will always be smarter. Somebody will always be richer. But they will never be you. You are not, I, I, I like this, you are flossom. Everybody say flossom. That's awesome with an F on the front. You have some flaws. That's we, everybody has flaws. But guess what? 
we're flossom. We, I mean, we're awesome, but we're also what? Flossom. Come on, everybody say flossom. There you go, flossom. I like that. It's just like that. See, and I don't want you to be. I don't want you to be stuck. I want you to be set free to be who God's called you to be. Are you with me? Wow. Next one, please. So what we shouldn't trust in, we shouldn't trust in idols or gods. I mean, this is all in the Bible. It's all in my book. What we shouldn't trust in, uh, those who trust in idols, who say the image is you are gods, will be turned back to utter shame. So let's quit worshiping American idols. <laughs> British Isles. <laughs> and all the other isles and idols out there, all right? So if you trust, if you tie yourself to them up with that rope, you're going to be up and down. Uh, your beauty or good looks, but you have trusted in your beauty and use your pain to become a prostitute. In other words, you use your beauty rather than just be beauty. You use it as a means to another end. Why did that, why did that beautiful person become a prostitute? Because of a trust violation somewhere in her life generally. Hello? So she got hurt, and then she hurt herself. Next one, please. Man-made weapons of war. Those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses who trust in the multitude of chariots and so forth. Do not look the Holy One. And what happens is you replace, you tie that rope to your military strength and not to God. And guess what? You're on your way down. And you don't even know it. Next one, please. Look at this. Oppression of men for riches. That's corruption. I mean, there's a Bible on corruption. In the Philippines and in America, we have an eruption of corruption. An, an eruption of corruption. And we know what they're doing? They're putting their trust in corruption. I can tell you, their soul's not prospering. And guess what? It will catch up with them. Payday, someday. It'll catch up with them. Riches, he who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like a green laugh. Next one, please. I could talk on all of these. Houses and buildings, real estate. Some trust in their real estate. But real estate will be up in Your own heart, he who trusts in his own heart, trusts in himself, will be a fool. Next one, please. Um, other people, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in, trust in man. That's somebody, now, you can trust in people, don't get me wrong, but make sure that you know them first, all right? And your righteousness based upon self-effort. We have cults and so forth trying to earn, uh, get into heaven by their works and stuff. Don't do it. If that cult that your says, says you got to work and do so many things and all that kind of stuff... To get saved, that's wrong, 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 wrong. It's got to be a problem. Are you with me? Next one, please. Uh, trust in ourselves. So we're not trusting ourselves. Next one, please. Now look at this. Here's the benefits, guys. Watch this. Here's the reason I want you to see. Here's, here's where this ends up. Now look at this. Let's consider this. If we start, if we can forgive who hurt us, and I'm going to have a prayer at the end for, to do that. Let's apply this. Whatever the issue is to you, we're gonna, I'm going to have you pray that. And I want to see you move from here. Maybe perhaps you're kind of halfway closed or a third of the way closed. You know what? We're going to open you up all the way. I want you to get the full blessing, not just a half of the blessing. We got too many Christians because of this getting half a blessing rather than a whole blessing. Does that make sense? How many here would like the whole blessing? Okay. So look at this. Now, here's what, here's what trusting God does. This is a revelation on the word trust, guys. Trusting God releases his blessings and goodness to you. Next image, please. I'm, done. I'm not going to speak on these. Trusting God releases the victory into your life. How many would like victory? Raise your hand. All right. Puts victory in your life. Never. Next one, please. And these are all verses supporting that. Trusting God creates inner joy and happiness. How many people would like that? All right. Next one. Trusting God produces endurance and preserves you. How's, how many people would like that? Endurance. Everybody say endurance. 
All right? Look at that. Trusting God releases God's loving kindness towards you. It gives you favor. How many would like that? Raise your hand. All right? See? Trusting God produces endurance. Okay, next one, please. Trusting God stops you from seeking other idols in your life. Wow. Trusting God. You, you, everybody says, well, I'm being tempted. I'm being tempted. I'll tell the reason why you're being tempted. You're not. You're worshiping stuff other than God. When you worship God, you aren't tempted by that stuff. Or at least it's a strong and not, not a strong enough temptation to pull you away from that. Trusting God delivers you from the wicked. How many would like that? Next one, please. Trusting God brings help in times of sorrow. How many would like that? Trusting God produces faith in God in you. Next one. Trusting God draws you near to God. See, see, when you start trusting God, God doesn't have to draw near to you. You draw near to God. The idea is you have to draw near to God. God doesn't come to you. You go to God. God didn't, God didn't bring uh, uh, the land of milk and honey to Abraham. Abraham to, had to go to the milk, uh, land of milk and honey. So this is just awesome. I mean, it just it draws you near to God. Trusting God gives you courage. How many here would like courage here to make a decision? Next, see this guidance. These are all guidance issues. Trusting God overcomes the negative effects of uncertainty. In other words, when the times are rough, there's a peace in you. And I think a lot of people need that in today's world. Trusting God keeps you in safety. How many here would like to be safe? Next one. You know what it causes? Trust. Jesus didn't trust his disciples until they had received the gift of the Holy Spirit, Pastor. Isn't that powerful? He didn't, he didn't trust them until they received the Holy Spirit. I want you to receive the Spirit without measure, not just a little bit leaking through the roof. I want you to get the whole flood. Are you with me? It's time we, those of have been hurt, and that's everybody in here, it's time we open up and get back to trusting the Lord. Next one, please. Religion says, I messed up. My father is going to kill me. Sonship says, I messed up. I need to call my dad. Hello? Whew. Trust is faith in action. Now, listen to this. Here's a power statement. We use it a lot in our Rhema book. Trust comes from knowing God. Faith comes from hearing God. That's so powerful. Trust comes from knowing God. That's why you read your Bible. When pastor says read your Bible stuff, you get to know God more. And that's what brings trust. Faith comes from what? Hearing God. Because, of, because people are unsure of who they are because they have assigned themselves to the wrong IP address. IP address is identity and purpose. There's only three opinions in life that matter. Hello? That's what you think of yourself. Number two, what God thinks of you. And what you think of yourself after knowing what God thinks of you. Hello? Next one. Pleasing God and following Jesus into a bright new future is a byproduct of trusting God. How many here would like a bright new future? Raise your hand. Don't wait. Listen to me. Don't wait till the end of your life to write a book entitled The Life I Meant to Live. Trust is the key that starts the car. If you want guidance, you got to have the key. Look at this. When you can't see God's hand, trust in God's character. Next one, please. Becoming a favorite. Trust is the road over on which everything else rides. We can only be trustworthy to the degree that the word of God manifests itself in our lives. Faith is not the absence of doubt. But the presence of belief in hearing the voice of God. Next one, please. Now, my choice, God's power. So here we go, guys. Look, 
Here's our beliefs. Our belief determines everything. So here's an experience that's happened to you. But what you believe about that experience is what's important. So you can, if your belief is, you know what, I've had this terrible thing happen to me, but I see the word of God. It says all things work together for what? Good. Now, if I believe that, then I'm going to make a decision based upon that. I'm not going to go hold God responsible for everything. I'm going to change. I'm going to open up, and I'm going to vow to trust God. That's the decision you make. And then you get the harvest of that decision. You know what it is? Guidance. So here, all of life is built upon this. It's not what happens to you. It's what you believe about what happens to you. And if you believe God can redeem it, then you make a decision based on that. Most people have been hurt, and their belief is, I'll never fall. Their decision is, I'll never fall in love again. I'll never trust again. I'll never go to church again because that pastor hurt me. Hello? So, guys, this is so important. I want your decisions, your beliefs to, be, to make your decisions for you, not your experience to make your decision for you. So this is why, this is what God's working in the Holy Spirit. It's always working in our beliefs. Does all thing work together for good? Hello? Those that follow me? Sure it does. So if you believe that, then you're going to go forward. If you believe that it's over, I'm dead, blah, 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 then your life will end right there, even though you're alive. So, guys, that's my message for you today. Let's stand up, okay? You guys, come on. Pastor, what do you think? I just, this is just, this you learned about trust today, guys. This, this message is content heavy. I know that. A lot of content here. But what I want you to get is to learn how to trust all over again. And if something happened to you, then do you know what? It's okay. God can make a way where there seems to be no way. Just be patient. Let God do his thing. Trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't worry about how could this happen or why did this happen or God's a bad God because this happened. I can't trust God. No, no, those are all lies from the devil. Don't listen to the wrong voice. Okay? So, Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit here. I thank you that... Lord, you are alive. I thank you, Father, that, that we can trust in you and lean not on our own understanding. Thank you, God, for making this one simple word move it from information to revelation in our lives. Now, how many here have, have something they'd like to ask God to just fix in their lives? Raise your hand, okay? Come on, just raise your hand, okay? Come on, it should be all over the audience. There you go. Don't be shy. I mean, this is, this is a moment. It's a moment that could make a movement in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, all these hands everywhere, what I want you to do right now, and I believe that God instructed me to change messages for you for this, for this moment is that God says, I want to see my people be set free. I want to see these hands wide open, not half closed or not closed. I want to see that, that, that parishioner that I thought was going to be with me in my walk. So many pastors have had this, the people that have left and pretty soon pastors get hard of that and they, they don't trust in people anymore and they, no, 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 no. Go back and go to that wide open position, but this time trust wisely. If you're in ministry, businessmen, this time trust wisely that business partner. Whatever your issue is, come on, this is your moment. I want you to say, God, I just want you to take that. Just pray to the Lord right now and just say, take my unforgiveness. I forgive that person. I forgive him. I don't feel like it, but I know if I forgive them, how do you say it's not going to help them it's going to help me so lord just ask forgiveness everybody come on up just wow just
just ask, say to the Lord right now, I give this to you, Lord, that disappointment, that hurt, that September 11th that happened in my life, that, that issue that's, that's I've been dealing with my whole life, my whole life. I give that pornography to you. I give those disappointments you give. I, 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 I give the time when I thought you were going to meet this need and you didn't. I just forgive that. I just, just forgive you for that, Lord. I even forgive you, Lord. And I, Lord, I'm going to make a commitment today to start trusting in you. And Lord, I pray for the guidance that comes with that. So I can be led by the Holy Spirit, not led by somebody else or my emotions or some optic on TV or some, 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 somebody saying or this or singing this song. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, take these requests. Lift up your hands, okay? Just both hands, all right? Just say, God, they're yours. Just push them up in the air and give them to God. Just give them to God, okay? Come on, give them to God right now all over this all over this place in the name of jesus give them to god i know that god will take him he's been waiting for this moment that's why i'm here he brought me all the way from the united states to here to give you this message so that you could be free that's how much he loves you god is not mad at you god's mad about you in the name of jesus in the name of jesus god just going all over this place, Father. Just take a moment. Let's just sing a song, maybe, and we'll all come back, okay, at the end of a song. Just giving something to God on trust, however that works.